Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Hot Podcast. I'm Avery. I'm Bill. <laughs> I'm Makaya. And thanks for tuning in yet again. Um, before we get into this wonderful episode we have for you today, there's a few announcements. Um, so the first one is the Hot Takes form is live on our link tree. You can find our link tree on any of our social media platforms. On Instagram, we are at the Hot Podcast Three. On Twitter, we are the we are at the Hot Podcast Three, and we are on Facebook as the Hot Podcast. So check us out there. Oh, we're also live on YouTube now, so you can find some of our content there as well. Um, so look for us on YouTube. Um, the other thing that I wanted to announce was that you know, as we go through this season, we might kind of go back and forth between serious content like last week's episode and some more lighthearted stuff for discussion like we did with our hot takes on hot takes um and so that's kind of the perfect transition for today's bonfire which is disney but we have some questions but but before we go last oh yes 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 last episode um the topic was rejection and a young lady I got to meet, I was so fortunate to meet, gave us that recommendation, that suggestion. Um, so her Instagram at is at Layana Renee at L-A-Y-A-N-A-R-E-N-E-E. Y'all can follow her. She's dope. She's pretty. Shout out to Rutgers. Y'all are real. Y'all are thorough. Per. All I right. that. I just wanted to say that. I'm surprised that you that. spelled it. Yeah. Um, the So today's episode is about Disney. Um, we have some serious questions and some serious thoughts. Some of you may or may not have heard out there in the interwebs some speculation about some of the Disney classics and whether or not they are problematic or just didn't age that well. Um, so before we move forward, I want to give some credit where credit is due. Some of this information is coming to you from insider.com. Some of it is coming to you from 34thstreet.com. And I think there's some other websites that I gathered some of this information from. So I think we'll hear some shout outs later on in the episode. Uh, naturally, because we're going to be talking about storylines, there might also be some spoilers in here. So be aware of that. Um, yeah. So let's dig right on in. Um, you know, the, the, the bigger question here is the Disney classics and how do they fit in today's society? Um, and is Disney or was Disney at any point problematic? So our opening question for today is what are your favorite Disney movies? But I knew that that would be a little bit too broad of a question. So we narrowed it down um, and we're going to start with your Disney Channel original movie favorite. All of you, I'm sure, have one. So let's hear from Micaiah. Boom. I got it for y'all. Automatic. Definitely Cheetah Girls too. That's the I saw it if, coming you know from what? a mile away. Hot take, boom, offer it. Cheetah Girls 2 is the best Disney original movie to ever see this. I was gonna say the best or the best musical, because the conversation is Cheetah the best Girls musical, the best musical. the best musical, the best musical. Okay. For sure. It's better than Lemonade Mouth. I love Lemonade Mouth. That is coming from somebody who used to play the guitar while the songs uh, was playing. 
it's better than Lemonade Mouth. Lemonade Mouth is yeah, original. It's... it's super original. Cheetah Girls, better. Okay. I Look, we're not here to argue. We could talk about it and probably have a whole episode. So, Trey, what is your favorite decom? Um, off the rip, the one that I used to always wait for it to come on was Luck of the Irish. But okay. That's not, but that's not my favorite one, though. Oh, okay. okay. That's the one I like watching the most, but my favorite one is Up, Up, and Away. Really? That was, the first, that was like that's a, a good a first, one. Like superhero for real. Yeah. 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 Tinfoil and all. Even okay. though my boy ain't have no powers, you know what I'm saying? But no the movie was still cool. Yeah, nah, that was dope. That was dope. Mine, um, it sucks because it kind of exposes that I kind of like the whole rom com thing. And Disney had its fair share no of way. Like, teenage rom-com. No way. I know what it is. So, unfortunately, <laughs> the actors had a terrible backstory after this movie aired. Um, they went through a lot. And, you know, we on the Hot Podcast do not support or um, condone domestic violence in any way. But the movie was good. And unfortunately, it's geek charming for me. Oh, that movie good, though. That movie is geek good. charming. I was it. a good. It's a great geek movie. No, sure. real quick, though. Is that better than Starstruck? Yes. I don't remember mm-hmm. Starstruck. That's all I I'm gonna go, Y'all gotta go watch it. Now, <laughs> I watched that recently, like within uh-huh. like, the last two years, maybe. Uh huh. That movie pretty good, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I'll have to go check it out. I have to go and I'm a out. fan of Geek Charming as well. But I'm watching yes. Encanto both of them tonight. recently. Now, for you know. clarification, you know, if, if we talk about tops, it was between Geek Charming and Lemonade Mouth. And then the cult classic musicals like Cheetah Girls, High School, Are you whatever, for real? whatever. But when it came down to like what made me emote the most, like what really made me feel something, Geek Charming was definitely it. Wow. Yeah. Eve, so. you're a little, you're a little, little lovey. I ain't gonna chill, lie. chill. Aww. Don't expose me. Geek I'm not Charming. a Geek Charming could have been on like uh, ABC Family or something. You know what, what I mean? Freeform. That's what it's called. Freeform. Yeah, That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yep. Okay, next category is Disney animated films, or I guess Disney films in general. Okay, I'm about to say now. I'm about to say, okay. Yeah. Um, mm, Y'all, this is hard for me, straight like that. This is hard for me. Oh, I love Disney. They're toxic, but I love it. Um, Oh, geez. It's really hard. Like I I have my two options up there, and I said I would decide. Okay, just put them out there. And then let feel which one you feel the best. Right. About. Okay. I'm gonna talk through it. So my first one is Beauty and the Beast, the live action. And hmm. um the second one is Princess and the Frog. Both of these movies, I have these movies. I didn't movies. see that coming. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Isn't that coincidence? That, that's a coincidence because yes, that'll yes. be we'll be talking about that later. But um both of them movies played a big role kind of in how I looked at love. You know, I feel like that's very, I feel like the stories are just very real. Y'all know the stories. Um, Beauty and the Beast, I did the the live action, I think, came out. It came out recently in the last, like, I'll say like eight years, but it came out earlier than that. And I was a freshman in high school when it came out, and I watched it with um, one of my older friends, which was Andrea. Shout out to her. Watched it with her. And it was so good. 
I just love the movie. I love the I love the idea of the movie. If you know the movie, you get it. I'm not gonna get into it, but I love that movie. It is such a romance. It is such the unexpected, and it's magical, and it's oh, it's just great. Um, so, and I feel like it might that might be your favorite. Just mm, what you're talking about. I didn't it. I didn't talk about Princesses and Frog though. Princess and the Frog, on the other hand, that was the first black princess. That was the first time I felt seen. Um, and that was a big deal for me too. And I was only seven when that movie came out. And I remember thinking, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was that there was no black Disney princess until one came out. And it was really, really a big deal for me. I love that movie. I love the music. I love the way I felt like I saw my mom in the movie and all the black women that I grew up around. So they, they play different roles in my life and I'm attached to both of them. But if I had to choose which one I'm going to watch, you know, all the time, I feel like uh, I think I'm going to have to say Beauty and the Beast live action is my favorite. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say that. Mm, that really okay. hurts to say, but I'm going to say it. No, I totally understand. I totally understand. Trey, do you have a favorite Disney movie? I'm pretty basic. Um, Lion King. But I guess I'm really not that basic because it's Lion King one and a half. So I'm not having watched in a long time, but I like Lion King one and a half. And you know, I fully believe that because we've talked about it before. So I'm, I, I totally understand where that's coming from. So for me, my favorite Disney movie, um, I feel like y'all know this, and a lot of people who know me know this, but it's Lilo and Stitch. Oh, now. yeah. Yeah. Period. My favorite Disney character is Stitch. So. That goes without saying. I don't even have to explain myself. Um, So the next one is kind of difficult. Um, I have a top two. Um, I'm sure all of us probably have top twos. I probably got top whole series. I put put something on the dotted line. I didn't even think about series, but I think that that's valid. Even though, I don't know, I have thoughts because it's like you get all of those episodes Mm -hmm. versus like one shot in a movie. Anyway, Marvel. Marvel. I can go first if, like, the rotation of going Makaya, Trey, Avery is, like, doing too much. I don't care. Okay, go ahead, Makaya, shoot. Um, disclaimer, all of us are, are Marvel junkies on this podcast. I mean, I think I can say all of us have seen everything that has come out thus far. Um, it, I don't think all, I don't think they have, I have seen everything, but I think everybody has seen everything. No, I'm, I'm serious. I don't think, I haven't I watched have. Hawkeye. I haven't watched Hawkeye. I haven't. Okay, I haven't watched Hawkeye. Okay, so we're, I, uh, yeah. we haven't seen Hawkeye, but everything else we've seen. Um, but um, if I had to choose my favorite Marvel movie, this is not series. I feel like that's a different thing. If I had to choose my favorite Marvel movie, it is between Infinity War and Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um. I just like seeing the band together. I think because I love all the characters so much. Like my favorites are Thor, Hulk, and Iron Man. But I don't know, seeing them all together and how they work just makes me happy. And Infinity War, that's with Black Panther and everybody else that they find along the way. So, you know, I'm going to actually then go with Infinity War. Infinity War is my favorite because it has everybody in there and it's really recent and everything like that. So... Yep, okay. that's mine. And how about you, Trey? Mine is Doctor Strange. Oh, which one? The, there's, um, there's only one out. Oh, there's only one, the right? Second one ain't come out yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I didn't expect yeah. that. 
Yeah, I just thought about it, but like I really do like that movie. Like the first time I seen it, I was falling asleep because <laughs> for whatever reason I went to go watch it like the morning after a sneaker release after camping out. So stupid. But fell asleep during it. But I remember like the time that I was awake, I was liking it. So I went and watched it later when it came on Netflix or something. And um, yeah, that movie pretty cool, bro. I like that movie. Okay. The visuals go crazy. They do. Um, I was caught between Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok, to me, is probably the funniest Marvel movie to come out. I just laughed the whole I time. Agree. Um, and I think that although Marvel had already been incorporating that level of comedic relief, I think this was the first time that it added something to the storyline. Like it didn't just feel like, oh, we just need something to make the moment light here. It was like, I don't know, Thor Ragnarok wouldn't be Thor Ragnarok without the comedy. Like, I think it's just a great movie. Um, but I ultimately put Black Panther on the line because um, I really reflect on like the excitement behind that movie. Yeah, yeah. The excitement before I saw it, the awe that I felt while I was watching it. Yeah. And then like the pride that I felt leaving the movie. Absolutely. It's funny because when I stood up in that theater and I saw like the amount of black people that had come out and then I saw like, you know, white people kind of sprinkled out throughout the theater. It made me proud. Like, yeah, let's go. My people. The, the effects was crazy. <laughs> that movie was straight crazy. up. I was like, yo, oh, yeah, that family. movie was wild. It was like, Being I felt like Kirk Franklin. Time? I felt like Kirk Franklin at the end of a Tyler Perry movie. I was just like, family. It's so good to see y'all. Hey, yo. Y'all have a beautiful <laughs> night. I hope y'all enjoyed the film because I did. No, it, it was, was just, crazy. It was beautiful. The cra- I think we can all agree, just throwing it out there, the best part watching that the first time was when they flew through the mountain. That was, to me, it was that's insane. when I knew that movie oh, was yeah, going to be different. Scary. When they flew through the mountain, I said, No, nah, they didn't even have to fly through the mountain. On the what plane, was- off the rip. Off the, it was the plane just because off the road, like then he did that little mission. And he well, like, and I oh, think about me, the mission too. In the, in the truck. Oh, yeah. the way like, he was able, minute. yeah, he threw the little discs and the trucks just stopped working. I was like, what yeah, is this technology? That's crazy. <laughs> and then when Shuri was driving the car from her lab in Wakanda, oh, and they're yeah. in like what Tokyo, like yeah. what? It was crazy. Um, and then the last category of Disney, or at least the last one that we're going to talk about, is Disney Pixar. Boom, off rip. Straight up and down. This has been Pixar. I have never switched my favorite movie. This has been my favorite movie now series since I knew it was a thing. I am an incredible girl. I saw that. I I am an incredible girl. I love uh, The Incredibles. If that is on the TV, I'm not turning it off. Just oh, I love that movie. I could go on for hours of why I love that movie. I think why I like it is because of the family dynamic, I guess, and the idea that everybody in the family had powers. It just and they were all different. Really great. And, and, yeah. and the storyline and how it went down, it was just good. It was and there was something movie. about that like retro futuristic yes. metropolis that oh they lived God. in. Where mm-hmm. it was like, like very, very future, but it was in like this, yeah. Yeah, like that. Okay. <laughs> Disney, like, they ate that up. They ate they that ate up. Really. They ate that up. And they'll it's come up crazy. later in the episode. They'll come up later in the episode. I so love just, it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that energy. Where you at with it, Trey? I'm kind of stuck, man. It's between Up 
Ooh. And Finding Nemo. Like, oh no, man. Up to Finding Nemo. Those are my movies right there. I had quite a few Nemo birthday parties in my lifetime. Man. You low-key got to, like, pair Finding Nemo and Dory together. Just like you got to do with The yeah. Incredible. So, like, oh no, know. When you, when you I don't know, Trey. I Dory, feel like... Man, I feel like you you definitely an up guy. I feel like up is your favorite. I don't think so. I feel like he's Nemo all the way. I wow. think he considers uh, that's why up I'm stuck up though cuz like movie, but I think it's Nah, Nemo. up up is like my favorite. I'm about like, to say oh, up. He talks Nemo, about up Nemo all is time. really like Nemo really is like the the easy one like Yeah. I remember I, Nemo. I'm gonna watch, watch Nemo, Nemo tonight. Time, but up bro, last time I watched that, nah, yes, yeah, up, bro. Up. Okay. I'm, I'm watching I like that tonight. movie a lot. We got to watch like Encanto. That. I want to watch Encanto. Well, if you're watching it tonight, but I'll watch it and we can maybe we can reflect on it like at the beginning of next week. Maybe if everybody yeah. watches it before we record. I know we're talking about Disney right now, but did y'all see when Stranger Things dropped? No way. Stranger Things dropped? No. Nah, I'm saying when it does. And Megan, when? May, they May the what? Dates, bro. Like May 20th or something like that. May 24th. You mean to tell I'm me excited. I'm getting two and things the, in May? I'm getting Stranger Things the and, second and, volume and Doctor out like Strange. July, and Doctor Strange. Oh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, bro. It's up in May. This this summer about to go crazy with the movies, bro. A whole I bunch can't of wait. Come out. We're supposed to be getting another James Wan, too, but that's another story. Yeah. So oh, my man, favorite... Lately, bro. A lot my of wrong, favorite... Not it. We we can go back and talk about it another time. So my favorite Pixar movie is Monsters Inc. I knew that because I was between. Don't get me wrong. I was definitely between Nemo and Monsters Inc. Um, like I said, I had birthday parties that were themed as Nemo, but Monsters Inc. It's it's like almost like an episodal memory situation where like I can I have vivid memories of like my childhood and what I might have been doing at any given time while the movie was playing. The other thing I remember, which anybody who had the VCR tape will remember this, the VCR was the color of Sully. It was like a mm-hmm. turquoise blue. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And there was a movie. I don't remember which one, but it was orange. And like, of course, I could be like, oh, it was Nemo, but I don't think it was. Regrets. Yes, yeah, Rugrats were always orange. There, that that's the one. Um, but yeah, the Monsters Inc. VCR tape, at least the one that I had, was blue. So those little details just make me appreciate that movie. But I'll probably watch Finding Nemo tonight because you you reminded me why I like that one so much. Can I say my I second favorite? Watch up. Of, yeah, sure. of Pixar. My By second favorite. This this is this is just because I feel like it doesn't get enough credit. But my second favorite Pixar movie, y'all. Oh my God, Ratatouille. I love Ratatouille. I still gotta watch that. <laughs> what? You haven't seen it? Nah. No wow. way. Like I've seen He's on the highway to hell. I've seen pieces of it. But I ain't never like sat down and watched it all the way through. I was like, man, I ain't about to watch no movie about no That's rat. crazy. You never seen Ratatouille? Nah, I heard like I've seen parts of it and like that movie people say crazy. it's good, but I ain't watch it. Wow. So, in order to really get into the discussion as to whether or not Disney is problematic or not, you know, I feel like it's good to give some historical context. You know, I thought it was important to ask you guys about your favorite movies because we're dipping into whether or not Disney is problematic and some films that might not have aged that well. So, um, 
yeah, I thought that was a good way to get the episode started. But in order to proceed with the discussion, I thought it was also a good idea to give a little bit of historical context about Walt Disney and the entire franchise. So, you know, back in 1923, Walt Disney moved out to California um, and it was October 16th that Disney got its official start date. Um, and he started with Alice in Wonderland, which was actually supposed to be a series. So it actually, you know, turned into a feature film. It was supposed to be like a comedy series or something like that. Um, now, did you guys know that Disney was um, that Mickey Mouse was not the original like star of the Disney franchise? Didn't know that. Yes, yeah, I think I heard that before. you. Yeah. yeah. And they have, I think, in the museum at the parks, you can see the evolution Um yeah, so basically there was a character by the name of Oswald that was in Mickey's place first, but Walt finds out that he doesn't have the rights to this character. So Oswald is basically dead and he comes up with Mickey in 1926. Um, that's when Steamboat, two years later, excuse me, Steamboat Willie comes out, which is that video of Mickey Mouse with the wheel of the boat where he's whistling and everything like that. I'm pretty sure that's Steamboat Willie, and that premiered on November 18th, 1928, which was almost immediately popular, and now Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse are kind of taken off. Um, and that's where we kind of start with our first topic of discussion um, within the Disney realm, which is Snow White. Um, and she was the first Disney princess to hit the scene and also had a couple questionable moments in here. Um, Necro, so, oh wait, no, 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 that's not this one. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna um, say necrophilia. Well, okay, so that's kind of this. that's kind of where we start is some people feel that now that some a significant amount of time has gone by since this movie was released, that it was a little questionable that both Snow White and Aurora from Sleeping Beauty were awakened by a prince who kissed them while they were asleep even though especially in snow white's situation she was in the she was in the middle of a forest and could have been dead yeah necrophilia yeah like i stand i stand on it because if you didn't know i'm sorry continue no please give me your thoughts because i I mean like like you talk about it my thing is if if if, if snow white was snow white was white she was pale. She wasn't even white. Pale. So she was on the ground, laid already out, looking dead. Out, looked dead, and you kissed. You kissed her for what? Make, Did make you sense. know? Now, now, I need to rewatch the movie because I don't know if he knew that the kiss had to happen. But if he didn't know the kiss was supposed to happen, and he ran, yeah, up that could have been his quest or something, bro. Right? You never that's know. Gross. That's true. Because I didn't go back quest. and rewatch these that's movies. That's what I'm saying. That's if true. it was his quest, and somebody gave him the 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 the, the, the droop, I mean, not the droop. Uh, an anonymous tip and was like, yo, Shorty is sprawled out in the forest right now. You gotta kiss her to wake her back <laughs> hey, up. Yeah. That's different. But even then, okay, okay. But so if, let me if, ask if, y'all if then. She came, if he came across her, just because he was lollygagging in, in the forest, which why are you lollygagging in the forest? If you was lollygagging against the forest and you just saw her and you kissed her, necrophilia, Ted Bundy. Oh, oh wow. Okay, let me sure. ask you a question though. For both of y'all, if you were in the princess situation. Let's say somebody came to you and was like, look, you looking to get married. I got a dime piece out in the woods. She's asleep. But don't worry. All you got to do is kiss her 
in the mouth and she'll wake up and y'all will be in love and this whole thing will be perfectly okay. Are you going to go do as this person came to you, even if it was your, your most trusted confidant, are you going to do what he just told you to do and go get you your shorty from the woods who's baking asleep? So like you telling me that like the only thing I'm getting out of this is her? Going into the woods and kissing someone who's dead asleep in the middle of the forest? Yes. No, what I'm saying, like, I'm doing all of that, right? And, like, they're not telling me to do it so, like, they can get her and, like, I'm rescuing her or nothing, right? Like, I do that mm-hmm. and then we fall in love or something. Yep. That's wild, bro. Uh, I'm not, I'm not on that, that bro. I'm, I'm not, not on okay. that. Like, okay. it kind of reminded me of Shrek low-key because that's kind of what happened in Shrek. Well, Farquaad sent Shrek and was like, yo, go get shorty real quick. Yeah, it's just yeah, a little weird. Like, that's all. A little it's just different. a little weird. We appreciate the fairy different. tale. We appreciate all the seven little guys. Like, we, pre- we appreciate the whole thing. It's just a little odd. Same thing with Aurora. Because there was a question posed that did Disney focus on Maleficent in 2014 with Angelina Jolie to distract away from how weird this whole kissing sleeping girls is? Because Aurora is young. In in her, I think she's like sixteen ish. She's oh, very are. young when she met the prince who woke her up from her sleep with true love's first kiss. Times was different. <laughs> times was like, different. Like times had to be different. Like you know how like. But do you think that that's why Disney 14, made Maleficent and stuff, bro? I don't know. No, that's I one think, of the things that didn't age. I well, think huh? I think Disney created Maleficent just to do it, like straight like that. They, just to they give cool, the different they, perspective. Yeah, they gave they because now okay. I don't even see Maleficent Maleficent as a as a villain no more. Shorty got her wings took. Like that's 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 crazy. That's and rude. we're gonna talk about her later. So you but but two, they they made Cruella recently. You know what did. I'm saying? They're highlighting that's the thing. Disney villains. seems to be in this time period of making the antagonist, the protagonist, yes. offering some sort of context that Walt Disney might not have even considered when he released these original films, 101 Dalmatians, Sleeping Beauty, so on and so forth, but giving us the origin story of these villains. Yes, and Cruella. You know, because I loved Sorry. Cruella. I, about I say, thought it was a great Oh film. my God. Cruella, honestly, movie. I made a mistake. I might have, mm, nope. Now, I can't take that. Not... Cheetah Girls 2 is, well, be an all-time favorite, but when well, I tell you Well, Cruella's Cruella, not a DCOM. Okay, we're, that's just Disney. She, that's a Disney movie. That might be my favorite. When I think about it, it tops over my options. Princess and the Frog and um, Beauty and the Beast. Cruella? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cruella tops that. The monologues in that thing? Okay. It's Cruella. Sorry, y'all. It's Cruella. Cruella <laughs> 8. Dead. It's Cruella, I'm dead. bro. Oh my I'm god, dead. that movie's good. Yeah, but we'll and we're gonna talk about again. We're gonna talk about Maleficent some more later. So after Snow White comes out, the next film to be released in 1940 is our good friend Pinocchio. Now, before doing some research, I didn't even know there was any red, real red flags with this movie. And this is one of those. What was the intention of Disney when it came out, and how it aged? Where a lot of very clear social issues have been brought to mainstream media and film to you know, educate people and to impact change. With that in mind, Insider specifically suggests that child trafficking occurs multiple times in, t- in Pinocchio. Um, 
That's not funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's crazy because apparently it's not funny. It's just crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I just laugh in an uncomfortable circumstances. Don't yes, take it to it, heart. It's crazy. No, that is um, crazy when you hear that about Pinocchio. Pinocchio right. though? Damn. What? Right. Um that's, okay, that's you right. sound a little bit far away. I'm sorry. Um you're fine. Um apparently the morning after Pinocchio is brought to life, these two strangers come up to him, they convince him to skip school, and then they sell him to Stromboli. And I'm almost positive that Pinocchio plays Stromboli's like son in this new adaptation, but I'm just gonna leave that alone because maybe that's how they fixed this whole portion. But Stromboli's a puppet master and he threatens to chop the boy into multiple pieces if he does not perform for his life as basically this man's servant. Now, when you frame it that way, it's kind of like, ooh. That definitely is trash. Oh, yeah, that's, that's like, what? That also yeah. reminds me of celebrities, though. Like, I don't know. That gives me celebrity. Like, you think about how celebrities live their lives, they get on stage, they perform, and then they can't be seen because people crowd them. Like, it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. But we can't link being a celebrity to child trafficking. because No, no, no. no. I'm just saying. I know, no. I'm saying streams of you know, you have to perform and then you get locked back up. Perform, get locked back yeah, just, up. Perform, just that, that, that whole... No, definitely, definitely, well, no, that's definitely. not talking about I just wanted else. to make sure that we established that the issue here is that Pinocchio is a child and he was sold to perform. That is sick. And threatened to be killed if he did not do so. Who create... That's in the movie? It's... I mean, he was he was wood because he was a puppet. Yeah, I gotta see and that. He was like, how threatened, you come alive? He was threatened to be turned into firewood. That's that's so. foul. That's foul. You gonna turn me into firewood because I <laughs> I don't want to perform. Yeah, that's, that's it. crazy. You gonna burn crazy. me because all he wanted to do was be a real boy. Oh, that's all he wanted to be, bro. You know that just kind of makes me emotional a little bit right now. A little bit. I, I could cry, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So the next problematic film. Skips out to the 1990s. It was released on October 24th, 1991. And it is actually the animated version of your favorite, um, or at least one of the favorites that you mentioned, Beauty and the Beast. Wait, can we pause? You mean tell me it was like how many years? It was 40-something years before they released another movie? No. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm saying the next issue. like the next. Oh, the next issue. Movie. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um. Now you might be asking yourself, what could be wrong? You know, Belle, this beautiful woman, beautiful voice. She's intelligent. You know, she's got her head in the books. The songs are great. The supporting characters are great. Like, what could be wrong with this movie? Um, and some of y'all might be listening to this and it's like, well, maybe it's bestiality. The fact that she was falling in love with a monster. Um, no, yeah, but like, wild. it's not. I mean, it is a little crazy, but that's not necessarily the issue because we know how the story unfolds and that he was a human first. So we that takes the nuance around whether or not that's weird that she fell in love with um, a giant mammoth-looking thing. Did they not do that a lot, though, now that I'm thinking about it? It'd be a lot of time, like, to reverse curses. They got to kiss animals or some type of 
Animals Mythical tend to creatures. be involved I don't understand in the whole that, love bro. thing. That may be another problem we got to look at, bro. Look, I'm not saying... Look, I'm just presenting the information, okay? <laughs> because... Like all, now, real quick. All the other princesses got to kiss dudes, right? Right? Uh, well, who one other princess who, didn't get to who, kiss who, a dude. Who the black one had to kiss, bro? She a had frog. to kiss a frog, bro. We're coming up on that. We're coming up on that. We're coming up on that. Yes, we will. But... The storyline, as we know, kind of unfolds and we see Belle teach the beast how to love again after a life of bitterness caused by the curse that was struck upon him back in his day. Um, But critics kind of are questioning, does this send a message to our young kitties of the world that you can change people who are abusive? or aggressive in most situations. And I don't know how to feel about this one. I'm presenting it because it's interesting, but I'm not necessarily saying that I agree because I think sometimes we do read very deeply into things and, you know, take the quote unquote magic out of it. But I think it's, it's cool to call into question. Like, is that a little weird that, you know, that's kind of the buildup of their love story is her teaching him basically how to like be a person again. I, don't agree. I don't think it's a matter of, mm, but it is. Okay. It's hard. And I'm being really objective right now because I think of it, if I imagine it like if I were to get turned into a beast because I was a rude person before and I treated somebody bad, I treated somebody bad. And then she whole time had had powers up strapped up on her and she she turned me into a beast i can't say that i wouldn't be full of anger and frustration and just mad at the world because i was an idiot and i'm now stuck in this castle with talking figurines um you know for for the rest of eternity i can't say that i wouldn't be mad do you know what i mean like realistically if you were in that situation and you were a beast because of your own fault i would be mad i would be pissed i'm I'm like i'm sure at some point i would get over it realistically like me being me i'm sure i would heal from it and just be okay with it and accept myself but i would be mad and then i and then too you got this petal falling every so 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 long it falls meaning the, clo- the more petals that fall the closer you are to being like that for the rest of your life you know what I mean? I would be mad. I would be but, terrified. And that let me, manifest. So I don't think he was abusive. I don't think he was that. I think he was going through something. You know what I mean? And I But think, here's the ahead. question. Let me add another element to this though. Let's not forget that Belle was out on her horse doing her thing and she crossed this territory that yeah, she might not have been supposed to have been out around, but she was out there nonetheless and then gets held hostage. Right. But why did she go over there? Do y'all remember? Here's remind me. Remind me this. Remind me this. She went over there because I don't want to make any false claims here. She went over there. Did she end up stuck because of the snowstorm? No. So Movie when she or did he actually hold her hostage? He did, but here's how it happened. Mm-mm. When <laughs> you already lost me, but go ahead. <laughs> this you is already why. lost me. You this already is, lost me. This is where the heroic aspect comes in, right? And I look at heroes so differently because I took a class on it. So she 
crosses the boundary. It literally goes from spring to winter in a in a boundary. She crosses the boundary. The only reason why she went over there, there's two reasons. The the heart of the reason was because her father was stuck. And her father had not come home, and she was I like, "I remember that, right?" I she remember, was like, remember oh, that. Oh, where's did where's go out pops at? There you Think go. Uh huh. And she wasn't about to lose another parent when she grew up without her mom because her mom died. And he'd of, let her go. He let him go if she stayed. Yes. Right. So she sacrificed herself because she wasn't about to lose another parent. What? Why wouldn't you? That this is why they're dragging it a little bit when they say, you know, is it is it um promoting the idea that women can change you know the beast the man whatever blah blah because that's not what it was that's not what it was she was only there because she didn't want her father to be locked up and her second reason probably what pushed her to kind of I wouldn't even say open up because she she was trying to get out of there for the for, for the first half of the movie she was trying to leave she she got all the the clothes that the woman had dressed her in and and tried to jump out the window she tried well to now leave. you're speaking more to the live action version and in the original it's not as elaborate well okay point is but I, I get she what tried you're to saying. get out she tried to get out but the the thing is the what I'm making my point is she wasn't there because she was like oh I'm gonna go here and fix this man. She went there because her father was there. And that's right. the difference. And they happened to fall in love because she now, didn't have a choice. They what just I appreciate, What I appreciate about what you, you know, what you bring to this conversation by kind of outlining the things that the way that you did was you, uh, in a lot of ways, were speaking to the live action adaptation, which could have been some very specific detail-oriented things that Disney did to the original film so that we see that vulnerability that Belle had to fall in love with the beast, that it wasn't just a matter of like, oh, she's showing him how to love, that like she saw parts of him through the course of this thing that kind of made her fall in love. Like mm -hmm. there was a certain level, she saw a person inside of him. And I think you can see that in the cartoon as well, which That's is why I think you can see I opened it, it. I just read too deep Right, which it. is why I opened it by saying, I don't know that I necessarily disagree um, or agree. I just think it's interesting that Although the facts of the situation are valid and in a lot of ways logical, like you said, going out to rescue her father, agreeing to set him free so that he can live with the hopes that like she gets out and goes sees him too. Um, you know, he knew that he was going to be stuck as a beast if he didn't find somebody to love. Like although all, all of these pieces are true, mm -hmm. it doesn't change the fact that like he locked her up in a cage in exchange for her father's freedom, freedom to love him. And then by her being herself, we see him fall in love with her and learn how to be a person again. But the person who put this critique out there was saying or calling into question, was she really just being herself or were there genuine moments where like she was showing him and fixing him? And that's kind of the the conversation, I think. But it's no, cool. Because I, I don't know. When you put it like it's, that. But that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Because he did lock her. He locked her. He locked. I was about to cuss. He locked her up. He did lock her up. He did. So, and he, and he ain't have to. He didn't. He didn't. I don't know. See, my problem is here. Here's the truth, y'all. When you when you put me in the situations like where I gotta like pick a part, I'm I'm a psych major. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm a psych major. It is incredibly difficult for me to 
look at something in a direct line. And I'm a woman. Women don't think like that. Women don't do direct lines. They do waffles. So it just, that's hard. That is, it, it's so hard. Because again, yeah. if I'm pissed off and I'm mad, like, oh, I finally got a person I ain't seen nobody in years. Yeah, I'm gonna keep him there. No, no, I'm not. But like, I see where, I just saying, I'm, I see where he's coming from. It's, it, I'm sorry. It's just hard. I always give people benefit of the doubt, but he is a beast. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, definitely. This can be edited out. I'm thinking if there's any other follow-up questions I have before we move forward. Yeah, I feel like I was quiet for a minute, but I ain't really had too much to say about that movie. I was going to say, do you, I don't want to, this, this isn't even a part of it unless something comes out of this, but you, did you have any thoughts? I was thinking about stuff, but I don't know the whole story or like what happened in the movie, so I can't even say what I was thinking of. Because <laughs> what I was thinking the first time after I learned more details about what happened in the movie, I was like, oh, so that's not even valid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I can. You can say that if you want, and I can just ask you: Do you feel like this movie was problematic overall? I hate that I have to stage it, but I don't want it to be a thing of me being like, <laughs> "Oh, Trey, do you have anything to say?" I just feel like that's corny. So I feel like we, I can wrap the conversation by asking. The no, we don't even gotta say. like. We don't even gotta bounce back to it for real. We just huh? Oh, just don't say anything? Just move forward? No, I was just making a comment. Like, I was quiet for a minute because, you know what I'm saying, I didn't have a whole lot to say about the movie, but we don't got to, okay. like, put it in there. I think you yeah, should ask that, though. I don't think that movie's problematic. Okay, I'll ask both of y'all. Okay. 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 Um, how do I want to go into that? How do I want to go into that? What do, What were we saying? Oh, you are saying, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, and then we just paused for a minute. So then Yeah, yeah say, okay. So I got let you. me ask you this. Better yeah. <laughs> And you know what, Makaya? I totally understand that it's hard. You know, it's a really weird and interesting position to be in when you have to consider all those things. But at the, the bottom line is the, this this question, which is at the core of the storyline, do you guys feel like Beauty and the Beast is a problematic movie? Or that it sends a problematic message? I ain't really I don't really remember the movie like that, but I guess you could look at a movie negative. You could always mm-hmm. find a negative in a movie. Yeah, like you, know you can pull so it you out. Looking at it. Like you could look yeah. at that one part and be like, oh, this is teaching girls to do that. But then when you look at all of it, and it's like, you know what I'm saying? It may be doing a little something different. Maybe right. looking at it different. Yeah. And do you feel like it is problematic or, you know, sending a problematic message, Makai? Nope. <laughs> Period. I think <laughs> I think that it can be argued. I wouldn't say it's a reach. It's not a reach. Um, but when I look, when I weigh it, the only like real problem is the fact that he locked her up. Everything else was by chance. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's not problematic. I think it's a magical story and I think it symbolizes how reality is. So perfect. I, yeah, that's my, okay. So I think I think all in all we're gonna give Beauty and the Beast a pass. Yes. Um, I think we can agree that although you can find some negative nuance to it and you can connect it to some potentially problematic things, that at the end of the day it's a good movie. Yes. 
Right. And it's, you know, a nice love story, so on and so forth. And I think just to be clear, we should establish that we did not necessarily give Pinocchio a pass. No. We did not do that. No pass. No, that we was did bad. not give Pinocchio a pass at Pinocchio all. Pinocchio is on a highway to hell. That is yes. a bad like No games with no none of that. About yes. Um, Say that and then out of here. Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, eh, oh. on the fence. Oh, oh, no. Sleeping it's Beauty. weird. Sleeping Beauty's no pass so on the fence. I feel okay. like absolutely not Snow White. Necrophilia. <laughs> Necrophilia. That is weird. Okay. All right. So we'll keep pushing forward then. But we're going to switch gears a little bit. So that was kind of giving us some historical context while we slide into some of these movies that might or might not be problematic. But now we're going to specifically hit on this topic of um, cultural appropriation or maybe the better word is cultural misrepresentation uh and racism in some of these disney films so the first movie that we will address is aladdin which came out in november 8th of 1992 um now i think a lot of us remember the story of aladdin um and the two lovely protagonists um jasmine and aladdin being the two um but I don't want to waste any time here. You know what I mean? Let's dig right on in. Some people feel like this movie. It's not even that some people feel like it. I think that the original film that came out in 1992 absolutely contributes to the vilification of Arab people in Hollywood. And the reason being that this movie perpetuates some stereotypes about the Middle East and Asia um, and I truly believe that there's a reason why when we think about the Middle East, we hear a sitar in our head. Everybody knows what a sitar is. And if you don't, if I played a clip, you'd absolutely know what a sitar is. Let's call it out. And also that, you know, India is not representative of the entire South Asia region um, and the Middle East. So I have some lyrics here from Arabian it's Nights. Which, it's in the huh? lyrics? The big issue with the original movie is in the lyrics. But I mean, we can talk is. a little I, bit. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about something completely different. Go ahead. Yeah. So the new lyrics, the edited lyrics from Arabian Nights um, read as such. Oh, imagine the land. It's a faraway place where the caravan camels roam, where you wander among every culture and tongue. It's chaotic, but hey, it's home. Cool. That's that's the new lyrics. Fine. You know, we're saying we're saying that there's all types of cultures. People are speaking different languages. There's a lot going on here, but this is my home. I'm proud of it. But here are the original. Oh, imagine land. It's a faraway place where the caravan camels roam where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. You're lying. I wish I was. And that was in a movie? That was in the 1992, is what, is what I said? Yeah. Yeah, the 1992 version that came oh, out. that's rough. That's, that's rough. Those were I the did lyrics. not know that. Yep. Oh, they wild. That's that's no, that's bad. That's it's funny because there's really bad. not even much to say after you read those lyrics. There's nothing you can say that is racist. 
firsthand. That is bad. Straight up. And like I said, you know, we can call out the 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 clothes that the characters are wearing. We can call out the buildings and the structures that point to, you know, a certain part of South Asia and just like, you know, some of the problematic choices they made. Oh, the other thing, the other thing that I didn't even talk about, but I'm pretty sure I read about is Aladdin's voice actor. I'll clarify to be sure that I'm saying the right thing. But if I'm not mistaken, in the 1992 film, Aladdin is voiced by a white man. That's bad. Not just voice, because he's voiced and sings, I believe. But I could be wrong, so I'm going to check. If, if that is the case, that's bad. Super bad. That's almost like going out of your way. Yeah. Like, like... Um. Yes, so I was correct. Aladdin was voiced by... Scott Wine, I don't know how to say the last name, um, but there's also somebody by the name of Brad Kane who voiced him. So I'm assuming one of them was voiced. I mean, one of them was voiced and one of them was a singer. Um, but neither one of them. Well, no, Brad looks like he might have a little something, something, but then again, his name is Brad Kane, so I don't know. And I ain't going to make no judgments. I'm just going to say that at the end of the day, Aladdin's name was attached to a white man, and that in and of itself is problematic. Yeah, because Aladdin be is not a white character. Him. Nope. All right. So I guess we don't even have to go much further. Aladdin is definitely not getting a pass on this here show. That's a banger, though. Arabian Night. I love the soundtrack of Aladdin, the library. Yeah. Let me be. It's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. I love the soundtrack. Okay. So the next film is Pocahontas, which was released June 23rd of 1995. Um, I thought this movie was older. It didn't make a live action of that? No. And I don't know that they will. They shouldn't. I'm going to be real. <laughs> they shouldn't because of how foul that movie is. That movie is so foul. So let me ask you guys. And I've uh, only seen it, I think, once. Trey, how much do yeah, you know I'm about the actual story? Yeah, how much do you know about the actual story of Pocahontas? Like the what the Like the actual the one or one of the movies based from? off of? Like, yeah, like the real Pocahontas, like the real life Pocahontas. There's a real life Pocahontas? Oh, I know that. Yes. It's not it's not as beautiful as the movie made it seem, right? Absolutely not. There's it a is real absolutely story? not as beautiful. Yeah, the oh, actual no. story, I think, is more brutal or something. Than oh, like absolutely. How they try to and thank you. Thank you, Trey, because I'm going to give you a little taste of it tonight. So this is coming from The Atlantic, um, which I don't know if it's a blog or what type of website it is, but they do a good job of making it plain what the actual story kind of talks about. So Pocahontas was married off to a man old enough to be her father in real life. In the movie, she falls in love with John, who seemingly could be around the same age as her. I mean, he looks young and he's this handsome hero type of guy. But in real life, John is an old frumpy man who could be her father, could be her pappy. Um, and she's basically shown off as this trophy wife slash pet thing. Like she was carried around villages and stuff as like 
a savage. Like people gawked at her because they knew that she was a Native American and they applied kind of of a um like they were at a zoo. That's how they that's how they looked at Pocahontas. This is in real and life. This yes, absolutely. This happened like this isn't even a story. This is a, this isn't a folktale. This is history. No, no, this is yes. This um, is history. And then so they, following, so this ahead, happened. Question, Trey? Yes, they took this. They took this story and remixed it. We're headed there now. That that's the bad. That so happened. you know she she goes through this for a couple years until she gets sick and she dies, and then her culture is destroyed and her relatives are killed. What? That's the story. That's the story that they nah, run that back again. Culture was destroyed. Relatives are killed after she's dead. Hmm. R.I.P. Yeah. to sis, yo. Oh my god. R.I.P. Pocahontas, bro. And so the question becomes: Why did Disney even make a, an adaptation of this movie in the first place? Why would they do that? Yeah, like why they get that story and say, mm, "Why get involved?" I I kind of like this. Let's 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 fix it though. Like, why would you even want to pursue anything that has to do with this? And that's, that's like, the part that sucks because when you look at the love story and you look at the visuals and you look at the music and you look at everything else, the film itself really isn't the issue. It's what. Which one of the people sitting at that round table said, "Yeah, Pocahontas is the one." Must have been let's glamorize. Had to have been. Let's glamorize what happened there. Let's turn it into a love story. And it's like even if you guys didn't realize uh, it, like when 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 school started teaching about what happened to Native Americans. When I think of it like that, though, it makes sense for them to try to clean up history a little bit to so serve now, themselves. Yeah, so now when people hear the story of Pocahontas, they don't think of that first story, the bad no, one. No, even the if they learn the facts, they're still going to think about the movie. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that's, that's, that's generational crazy. impact. That's crazy. That's really wild. Amen. That That's bad. That's, yeah, no pass. They No, no pass. No pass. This the story bad. of Pocahontas is horrific. And we yeah, that's have there, a film by Disney that makes it a beautiful story. They need to take so. that off all platforms. So, have all of these movies been out so far? Which one did we say we rocking with? Um, we said that Beauty and the Beast is. Oh, we let that okay. one breathe. We let that one yes. breathe. All right. And we yes. let which one call Beauty Beauty and the Beast and um the one with Aurora. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Oh. Okay. So next next up is it is it what I think it is? It's Mulan. Oh, I wrote a paper on this. You did. It so was really I'll, give you, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of say what I have, and then you can kind of take it where you wanted to go, Makaya. Um, so comes out in June of 1998, June 5th to be, excuse me, June 5th to be exact. And I won't even really sh- talk about how it did here in the States. Um, this came from the insider.com. Uh, article that I was talking about er- earlier, and it said that China's official news agency said that the Disney version of Mulan was too foreign looking, um, and that her complexion, disposition, and manner of behavior were different from that of an authentic Chinese character. And this was reported in 1999. Um, and you know, you some people may say, well, why is that? Well, China's Confucian culture, which if you know anything about Confucius, um, you would know that 
that culture values modesty and community. So Chinese people felt like Mulan was too basically full of herself. Like she was making her situation and her circumstances way too big and her being a heroine through the lens that Disney kind of, or, or the on the platform that Disney kind of gave her changed the meaning of the story that is true to Chinese culture. Yes. And we have to be specific. It's Chinese culture. It's not East Asian culture. It is Chinese culture. So you can't just throw the story of Mulan onto people who are not Chinese. Um, and for that reason, I think anybody from China or who has any sort of linkage to Chinese heritage absolutely has a right to have an issue with this movie. Um, the accurate depiction of the folktale would not have included Mushu in any way, shape, or form. Unfortunately, we would have had to let go of Eddie Mushu the dragon, right? Yes. That is so crazy. Like, they just had to throw in a mini dragon. They just threw him in there. Like, that's crazy. It's wild. And the film was hated so much that Beijing censorship organization held the film hostage for eight months. They shouldn't have let it out. After sir. its release. It came out everywhere else. But in China, it was held for eight months. And then once they did release it in 1999, they sabotaged the release. They, they put it out at a time where kids had just gotten back into school. The seasons were changing so that people forgot that the movie was out. They wanted to make sure that even though they were going to release this film, that like very little people had access to it in a mainstream way. So naturally there were bootlegs and all that stuff. It, it found its way over there. But it, if the censorship organization had anything to do with it, they did not want people to watch this movie. Um, so my question, you know, is do we feel like, firstly, do we feel like Mulan is a problematic film because of the misrepresentation of the story itself? But before you guys ask, answer the question of whether or not the film is necessarily problematic, there's kind of one more thing that we have to consider here. And that's that the story of Mulan and what she does in the film as this heroine who shows that women are not only capable, but can absolutely be better than men in ways of physical combat. Um, and just overall, just showing that like women are about it and they can do anything, which is something that we want to promote. The, the question is whether or not Disney should have pulled a cultural artifact from Chinese people something that they value a story that is important with their cultural context applied to it should we have brought that over to the states made Americanize it the way we did and then push it as this positive feminist movie and does Disney pulling this Chinese story into a United States market is that problematic they made a, a huge mistake doing that because the 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 situation it is it's subjective that's the problem it's culturally subjective so here in america um you know women the fight has been women can do you know whatever they want that is the fight and that is something that i'm sure has spread i don't know the details but 
you know, it is something that I believe started here in America. You know, women deserve rights. Women be able should be able to be the head of household and, you know, do these all these different things, be in combat, right? It's different in different cultures. And that was the mistake. Mulan is a story. It's an ancient story. It's a folktale. And it started, I want to say, as a poem. And then it was like a song. And then there was a play. There's different versions. And, and every version, they highlight different things um i personally believe that mulan the movie is problematic because america took it the story in itself is not problematic especially if since the heart of the story a a woman going into combat in honor of her father that is a story that we should not have touched that not we i had nothing to do with it but it's, it's not a story that America should have touched because now it's a conflict. Of, it's a conflict of interest. You know what I mean? Especially in when it was created. Mulan was created years, generations and decades and centuries ago. You can't, you can't do that. You just can't do that. What's okay here might not be okay there. And it may not, what's okay there might not be okay here as far as what societal you know norms are and what's you know you know how it is society changes depending on where you're at you know so I think that the the big mistake was trying to take a story that was a big part of a culture and trying to shape it into something here and then doing and adding aspects like a dragon to it that is disrespectful it's so disrespectful there's no dragon in no poem that no is play. That, that is so disrespectful. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> crazy, man. It, it, it's unethical. It's yeah. unethical. Why would you do that? You know what I mean? It's just it's not just not ethical. ethical. Why would you do that? Why would you put a dragon in it? And and then yeah. they tried to cover their dirt up in the 2020 version, which I watched it too. I watched both because, I, like I said, I had to do. It I did Did it you watch it, Trey? I watched the last one. Like the, the first newer one. one, the first one, no, yeah, the oh, first okay. one. I didn't okay. see the live. Action I didn't see one. the the live action. The, okay. the live action was good. I really liked it. Um, they again they highlighted a lot of things. Um, and I can't speak for it. Obviously, I'm a Black American. I can't speak for the Chinese culture, but I don't know if the message at heart because I it's been a minute since I read the original poem. I don't know if the message at heart was that women can do what they want, and that's what they were trying to spread in you know, the Chinese and Asian, Asian culture. But what I'm trying to make clear is that it is two separately owned things. Disney just should not have touched it because now it's a conflict and there are things that can't be answered. You can't say what was okay. You can't say what was not okay because it's two different cultures. What's good and what's right and what's wrong and what's bad is different everywhere and from person to person. So that is why it's problematic. It's a great story, but it's problematic because Disney put their hand on it. And they yeah, they shouldn't have tried to twist it like that. They that's kind of that's the all. main problem with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I don't think I could have really covered it any differently. So I think you know it's safe to say me and you, Trey, are in agreement with what Makaya said. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't get a pass then. In the U.S. cultural context. It's not the worst thing because of the message. It's not. It's yeah. not. And 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 what's important too is they didn't do anything 
the lyrics are, are, are again, it's sexist. This, the movie is sexist. That, that is the truth. But it is sexist depending on your context and your perspective. Not I'll make a man out of you. Like, you know what I mean? And, and what they were Too saying, deep. I mean, I had Sorry. notes on what they were saying. There was lines and there was, you, there was just so much in, the, in, the, in that movie. And it just, it's really difficult. But it, but gets, a, even... it gets a pass. It gets a pass because it's a good movie and I think it touches on something that is important, but that is coming from a black American. Yeah, we're digesting it from a different we're, view of right. culture. Like I'm not saying it's okay what they did to the Chinese culture and how they did it. The dragon was terrible. That They should not have done that. <laughs> no, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they should not have done that. that. That is for real. Like I'm dead serious. They should not have done that. But yeah, I think mercy, it is like, a good movie. Man. I think there's no other red flags. I think they highlighted something real that does happen. So 50-50. <laughs> there's no answer here. <laughs> That's all I got. I can't. I, could, I can't say. I genuinely can't. Well, it gets tricky when they do that. You would think Disney, being the big company that they are, they would get everything like correct to the T, mm -hmm. seeing as though like your platform, you'll be you know kind of influencing people with this. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna show something, you should show it accurate. So yeah, that movie's a problem, bro. Yeah, for that reason, for me. So of course we round off. On the next subject at hand here, which plays into more so racism than cultural appropriation. Um, and it's this reoccurring issue that Disney has with turning its POC, especially Black characters, into animals yeah. or objects where they're not being their Black selves. Um, some examples that I don't have many details on um would include the gentleman from brother bear yeah um and cusco from the emperor's new groove yeah um both turned into animals both one, poc the the will smith one that's not a disney uh, movie no, no but he was turned into a bird well that's yeah. not disney who did that no that's a dreamworks dreamworks i think yeah. oh all right yeah yeah, no, but that is a problem too. I saw no, that just as bad. in my research. Yeah. So um, I actually think I'm going to start with Soul because I have a little less here. Mm, um, hated Soul. Hated it. Hated before. It. Okay. Wait. So Soul was released in Oct on October 11, 2020. Um, it features the main character, Golden Joe Gardner, who is voiced by Jamie Foxx. Um, he not only dies within the first five minutes of the film, but he also spends most of the film as a white blob and or cat. While 22, which is the character's name of this, the supporting character's name, um, she, they are in his body. Um, 22 is played by Tina Fey, which some of you may know from SNL and other really popular um, comedy films out there. And so if you know Tina, you know that she is white. Um, and she spent more time in Joe's body than Joe did during the course of this film, which sucks because Soul was put forth to us as a film that was going to really celebrate not just Black people, but Black music, um, jazz, 
and like soul music and R&B were all at the center of this thing. So I think a lot of black people were excited because we were getting some representation. The cast seemed to be pretty good. Jamie Foxx, I know Angela Bassett was in it. Like we were looking, I think Lil Rel was in it too. We were just looking forward to this group of people bringing forth um, a story that was like centered around a black main character. Like that was so exciting. And technically it was, I think, it's important for at least me to acknowledge that like immediately after the film ended, I liked the movie and I believe you did too, Trey. Yeah. You know, it was, a. I think all in all, it was like, you know, a nice little story the way it ended. And um, it was good. It was a little bit of a tearjerker too at the end, but the end of the day, no, it wasn't. It was terrible. It was problematic. That Joe was a cat. It was horrible. Go ahead, horrible. fire away, Makaya. The floor is yours. It was a terrible movie. That was move that movie. That first of all, I don't know if it was just for black people, but I remember that movie being promoted a lot. And I remember it was one of those things where people were excited to see what this this film was about to be about. Um, I was excited too. You know, animation and knowing where our, t- our tech is today, I was excited to see how they were going to depict. Depict, depict, what? <laughs> I'm really struggling right now. I was curious as to see how they were going to represent Black Americans in this movie because it's titled Soul. Like, what were they going to talk about? Like, I thought they were going to talk about soul music, first of all, but that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, hated the movie. It was terrible. Um, I am somebody okay. who. I have a question. Okay, go ahead, fire. Because I have a few things to point out that I don't even think we thought about. When the films, um, when the film's promo started hitting the streets, like, did you all feel like you had an idea of what the film was going to be about? And I'll pass it to you first, Trey. I didn't really see a lot of the promo. I just remember specifically that um, one time I was in my mom's car and she had like this toy from a my mom be eating Happy Meals and stuff for whatever reason, but she had this <laughs> toy from McDonald's, and it was a little soul thing, and it was just a character. Like, he was small, like how he looked in the movie, like when mm-hmm. he was a soul, but it was mm. a black girl, you know? So, yeah, I didn't really see a whole lot of the promo. Did you feel like you knew what it was going to be about, Makai? I told you, I thought it was going to be about soul music. So I guess the answer yeah, I got that off of the name. I'll say... Although they show the little clip of him falling into the manhole, right? I did didn't show know. That. I didn't know what was going to happen. Exactly. And I didn't know that maybe it would happen so fast. Literally two minutes. Like I guess it doesn't necessarily like they wouldn't have been able to give us. I don't know. At the end of the day, like Disney's done some pretty cool stuff from like you said a technological perspective and like the advancements that they've made in animation and all that stuff, but when it comes to like the writing and the storyline, I don't know if they would have been able to give us more of Joe as a black man with the way that this storyline was structured and still make it a, a an hour story. and a half film. It should have been a different story. That's oh, no, I, I agree. Got, no, I just I'm got just mad, saying. right? Get, I just got mad because Disney knew what they was doing with that, right? When you hear a black movie, a black animated movie about to come out and you name it Soul, you already know what all the black people are gonna assume the movie's about. 
you're not going to think that y'all going to take the opportunity to mix in like an actual soul, like movie about our souls with the black people and be like, oh, this is a two for one. We can give them a little, a little something for the people who be like, oh, what happens after we die? And then we could give them, oh, the black, like, come on, bro. Y'all knew what we was thinking when y'all gave us soul. Y'all knew it. Y'all gave us the title. We thought the movie was going to be about some music or something, which it partially was, but it wasn't, the movie wasn't about his music. The movie was about like him trying to learn the lesson about life and, you know what I'm saying, being president and all that. But mm-hmm. now, come on, now bro. Like, this, y'all this knew is, what y'all was doing with that. Yes. Yep. And this is my point. Okay. My personal experience, I hated it. I am somebody who watches a movie for everything. I like or hate a movie for everything, for the storyline, how they did it, how they approached it, what the actual story was, how they voiced it, everything. I am I am a movie kind of fiend, I've realized about myself. Anyway, point is, I hated that movie because, and I was pissed watching it because I couldn't believe that they killed him in the two in the two minutes of the of the I when I say I was shocked for most of the movie that the fact that like I think up until the point there there's a point where he starts talking to like the the god figures you know the big blue things I don't think it was until then or way later where he met 22 that I realized that he really was dead I was hoping that the majority of the film he was going to be the black man that he was not trying to find his way back to his body and all of that i didn't think it was going to be that at least i could not believe that he was dead i genuinely did not believe it and before anybody you know tries to do the technical thing and correct kind of where we're going with this whole thing yes we get it he was in a coma he wasn't actually dead he was but that's how 22 was able to live in his body yes so the point is still null and void because yes. Joe was not Joe. Joe was not himself. So it was not a black man being now, played by a black man. It was a black man being played by a white woman, period. Now to further, I think what's kind of sick about it is at the time, this movie came out when? Uh, October 11th, 2020. It came out in 2020 after, granted, the movie probably was already formed and everything like that. This came out after a black man was killed on the street, i.e. George Floyd. He was killed out on the street, and y'all put out a movie, a black animation about a black man dying. Who does that? Who does that? That is nuts. I don't care if it was already in formation. You should not have released that movie when he he just died on the street. Y'all should have just put a, 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 a cop's bullet to his head. You might as well have done it. It's the same thing. You just killed him, and he fell in a hole. He he didn't even die with dignity. He fell in a hole. He I fell think, in a hole. I think they probably did that on purpose, like have him die in the dumbest way possible. Like, are you kidding? Like, they I had think, to, they had to do that on purpose. And and this is it. Just it drives me insane that movie. I, it really drives me insane. And you know, I want to say you know Disney doesn't know better. I want to say that Disney, you know didn't know what they were capable of as far as having black people as an animation. But what's important to note is that we saw what they could do. We know what they were capable of because we saw the barbershop scene as far as having the nostrils, having the froze, having the haircuts to the teeth, the talk, the, they had everything right. 
every black person they had it right they had the music right they had the swag they had it all right but they couldn't let the main character be the main character for what why what was the reason there's no reason why did you kill that man i think um it would have been interesting to see some sort of like statement in the beginning of the movie um and I guess, you know, I'd have to go back and check to see, but I don't remember there being one that, you know, brought to light that any movie that depicts a black person dying, um, especially in the middle of the street, is not necessarily something that we want to highlight. We want to focus on the story's message, which talks about, you know, being present and um, enjoying life for what it is before you lose it. I just think that, you know, it was it's an interesting it's an important message. It was just an interesting approach. Yeah, it was an interesting story to build it on top of. And and just to it was wrap an interesting off, choice by Disney. And and to wrap it off for me, I think what else kind of it, it's such a bummer because that movie was beautiful. That movie touched on something that we all think about. You know what's going to happen when we die. We don't know when it's going to happen. You know what I mean? The ideas of what happens afterwards. It, it touched on something great and it touched it perfectly perfectly illustrated what it's like to be creating music and to be playing there's that scene where he is playing the piano i think it is and mm-hmm. he's going crazy and he feels everything around him they do a wonderful job of illustrating what emotion looks like through an animation they did a wonderful job and again they did a wonderful job creating these black characters and making them real like it is in real life and y'all blew it we're just what just how y'all went about the main and the heart of the movie the part that really would have brought it home i feel for a lot of black americans and somebody like me is having that black character be a black character character through the whole thing he could the story could have been the same thing but he could have just been him i don't care if he was dead or not they didn't have to be blue bubbles it could have just been him in a in an astral world, and I would have been happy. But you took away the thing that makes him black, his identity, like him and his being color. Like a transparent version of himself. Yes, you like took him. You took yeah. the black out of him, yeah. and said, "Oh, we're talking about souls." Yeah. See, I guess I guess when I thought about it, because to be honest with you, when I first and I guess you was gonna ask the question, um, did we find it problematic? Right, problematic. It's it's lumped with Princess and the Frog, so and we know it's problematic. I don't even think we need to ask it about this movie. No, nah, but that's Princess the thing, the though. Like, I didn't look at that movie as problematic. So you know how early on I was like, if you look at it that way, then like that's what you like. You can you can find the evidence for it type of thing. Uh-huh. Like after I watched, so I completely disconnected like from the like him like who it was as, and I guess that's kind of the problem. But I looked at the movie for like the sole aspect of it, especially because at that point, well, no, and life, I did too. I was, like, yeah. Like, I didn't even think about the black part until I heard other people saying, oh, they be doing that to a lot of characters. And I was like, oh, that is kind of right. True. Right. And, I, I and I'll bring that up. Like that story. That's the yeah, first and thing I'll I noticed. With, I'll bring that up with Princess and the Frog. But I think one thing that's important to acknowledge, too, is that it's undeniable that Disney knows how to create a good storyline. It's also, uh, it, no matter how you flip it, it's also undeniable that they can take these stories that existed or they can create new ones and they can do something to make it Disney and Disney alone that if anybody else does a version of that movie it mm-hmm. won't be Disney 
it won't be like Disney because you can't bring that element of creativity can't, to the no. table. I mean, I I think with this and with Princess the Frog, which we'll go into in a moment, you have to acknowledge that like both movies are kind of fun to watch. The music in Princess and the Frog is good. I think at the end of the day, both movies are rather enjoyable. They are. It's once you sit back and you look at Soul and you look at Princess and the Frog and you look at the historical timeline of Disney characters, mm-hmm. white and POC and black, the POC and black ones well, yeah, more often than not ongoing. tend to fall into these animal roles. I mean, even like I look at how much like the world loves Lion King. I wouldn't change the Lion King story, but it's interesting that the large majority of that cast is black mm-hmm. and that a, a film can be so significant because of the talent that like an all black cast or majority black cast was able to bring and what that did. And it was smart on Disney's part. Don't get me wrong. It's in Africa. I get it. But I'm just saying like, even That's then it was like black are. people shining as animals. <laughs> like it's just one of those things that you call into question and you say, Disney, this was fine. If we saw ourselves in characters that remain themselves through the movies as well it's just it it's one of those things that stops looking like a coincidence and stops looking unintentional when it keeps happening i think that's i think that's because that like it fell into the ongoing problem that like like the Cusco new groove the the princess and the frog like it falls into the ongoing problem with all those movies of like them constantly doing it but my Mm -hmm. problem with this one like at first i didn't have a problem but as we were just sitting here talking about it yeah, that movie is like actually a problem for me because I know what Disney was doing. Like I said, when they gave us Soul, they knew what they was doing. We did not think we was about to watch a movie about Souls. When we nope. get a black movie named Soul, yep. we think we about to get and like a they, black feel from it. But they yes, they played they on they played highly, it that, bro. Yes, and that's my problem with it. They showed us a lot of imagery from the movie with a lot of beautiful blackness, and we got a whole lot of soul. They showed us um, all the screenshots of the 10 minutes where there was black people in the movie for real. They showed us all those right. screenshots. That's all they did. For the rest of the yep. hour and 30 minutes to be all blue, blue. and astral realm. Like, come right. on, bro. Bull, bull, right. bull, bull. It's all bull. Not yet. Yeah, that's yep. a problem for me now, bro. It wasn't before, so, but now it is. So the next one, of course, you know, that created a perfect transition is Princess and the Frog, which was released on December 11th, 2009. Um, and for those who may not remember or may not have seen the film, it is unlike the original fairy tale where Tiana, who's playing the princess, um, voiced by Anika Noni Rose, is a hardworking cook looking to open her own restaurant. She's so passionate because it was her father who not only supported her being a cook, but had his own dreams of opening his own restaurant someday. So, of course, you know, this was something that she took and wanted to run with because, oh, by the way, her dad's dead. So, you know, it now just goes from a, being a passion of hers to, you know, this is the way that Tiana's going to feel connected to her father is not only by being able to cook, which she's passionate about, but being able to do the thing that he couldn't do while he was still here. Um And so since Tiana's life has been so dedicated to this dream, she's been saving a ton of money and she's been working her fingers to the bone so that she can make it a reality. Um, And unfortunately, she was in the wrong place at the wrong time. She had invited been invited to some costume party 
and she was dressed as a princess and she was up in a bedroom minding her business and she runs into a frog who can talk. He convinces her that if she kisses him, he'll be a human again um, because for whatever reason, he really thought she was a princess, even though they were literally at a costume party um, that he that he had been invited to before the Mr. What's his name created a carbon copy of him with the shadow butler. Um, yeah, the shadow man. And when Tiana kisses said frog, she turns into one. And then they spend the literal rest of the movie as frogs until the very end where they kiss as they're about to be married as frogs because they're like look this is our this is this was our destiny we're stuck as frogs let's be happy let's be happy and in love as frogs and whatever they let go of their humanity because love conquered all and then they got their humanity back and she becomes a princess and she gets the restaurant and yeah i 90 percent 90 percent which I don't know if that's factual, but that's what the girlies are saying. 90% of this film, Tiana was a frog. I, this is how you know time plays a, a role in everything. Because in 2020, I was 18 years old. Um, I had just turned 18 when Soul came out. When Princess and the Frog came out, I was seven years old. That is a 11 years difference mm-hmm. you know when princess and the frog came out like i said earlier it was monumental for me i love that movie but like i feel like if it came out today i probably would hate it too because i hate soul for that reason i love soul but i hate it i i hate it more because he's not black through the movie if princess and the frog were to come out now at my fossil age and she's turning into a frog yeah not fossil a fossil i'm a fossil age 19 <laughs> um if she were to be a frog now i'd be mad too like i really would like i would hate the movie but because it came out when i was still delusional and i was ignorant not and, delusional. And, and, and innocent you know to what the world was it was the greatest thing in the world and so here's I think the that thing plays a role in it too and here's the thing this kind of speaks to what you said earlier and what trey was kind of saying earlier I think it's more so of a realization that we had after the fact mm-hmm. where we were caught up in the magic, especially specifically with soul because it came out um, not too long ago. We were caught up in the magic for the time of the film. And then once we realized what it really was, because I, again, I still feel like at least for me, Disney did a good job of hiding what was about to actually happen. Once we've realized it, it was like a, what, like now that I think about it, that was kind of, like, why did Disney do that? So then we all started to look back at Disney. That's the thing. It wasn't a matter of like, oh, this stuff is problematic as it was coming out. I'm sure there were people who called it out. But a lot of us who enjoyed this as kids are looking back now with the knowledge we have today and being like, dang. Tiana was a frog the whole time. And you know what I think Elsa's and we style. and like I still saw her as a black woman. I did too. So and that I think goes that's why it's an issue. It. I think that that's I why it's an issue. Yes, yes. And you know what we I were was, okay I was with thinking a, about with a black woman being a frog. Right, right, right. And, and you know what I was thinking about while as we were going through these stories, 
the movies that Disney took inspiration from Mulan, Pocahontas, Princess and the Frog. All those movies were for groups who were not white, meaning Cinderella, Snow White, Beauty and the Beast. They were all white and they were original. They were straight off the dome. Mulan. Snow White wasn't. Snow White wasn't? Mm-mm. Okay. I take it back. I Never don't know mind. about the rest. I was going to say, my point was most of the stories that were for POC, they're taken from. They were left alone. They're, they, yeah. they were left alone and you just took the story that Pocahontas was messed up. We talked about that. Mulan, they took it from the Chinese culture. And then Princess and the Frog, although it's originally, I believe, a white story. It's a white princess in the book. They it wasn't original for that black princess. It wasn't an original story. So I think that's important to kind of just pay attention to too. Uh, yeah. Um, I think but if Snow White was if Snow White was, you know, inspired or influenced or was taken from somewhere else, then it doesn't my point is even valid. But it's not that it's not valid. I think it's just important to you know acknowledge that Disney always has brought its twist to these cultural folk tales or just you know fairy tales that have existed over centuries and centuries. Um, It's the twist that they applied that raises some eyebrows because the elements that they brought to a story like Cinderella, Cinderella to take it, to change it. Cause I believe that is like a fairy tale as well, as well. I believe the original story is a lot darker and Disney removed a lot of the darkness of the film and romanticized it. And, the Cinderella that Disney kind of incarnated is much different than like the original, but for the better. Whereas the story of the princess and the frog, which is seemingly just this cutesy story about this frumpy frog who it, was a princess mm-hmm. whole time. And it talks about the beauty within sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we absolutely see Tiana's beauty and this person who honestly had no likable qualities in the beginning, talking about Prince Naveen, a spoiled prince, you know, he's humbled by her. And so we see some level of humanity and just decency from him as well. I'm not denying that. Disney was able to tell a great story. It was just, why, why does she have to be a frog? Yep. And it's like, you can't even dispute it. Like, if you look at the history of it, it's only like POC movies that it happens. They don't do it in nothing else. So it's like, Mm-mm. it's a little bit past a coincidence. Like you really want to try to believe that like, that's not what it is. But when it you're is. looking at it in your face, like that's yep. what it is. I was, it I watched sure this is. YouTube video. I sent it to you guys. I don't know. If I watched, watched it too. It. Yeah. I watched that's it. when I realized he, how crazy He it was. brought up some crazy points that I didn't even think up. When he said that Naveen isn't even, even black, but the villain, the shadow man is, I didn't even think of that. And none of the that other wasn't black even men in, in that movie. Mind. Yeah, the black movie, the 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 black men in the movie who appear more than once are villains. Yep. And the one guy who's there one time dies, and that's her dad. Yeah. So we don't get a positive depiction of the black man and the black woman. We we get a stereotype of the black woman, and we don't even get to see her be herself. She gets turned into a frog. That is so sad. So we see we see a broken family unit, which. Disney, you don't get points for the fact that it's a father that she doesn't know. We're not gonna we're not giving you points for not driving the stereotype further. It's a it's a broken household, a single mother household 
with a child who is wonderful and ambitious and driven who has to literally fight for her life because she's a frog only to realize at some point that I guess being a frog isn't so bad as long as she has Naveen. And then just as she's accepted, just as she's accepted that, then she gets everything she ever wished for. And it's just like, what? That's another thing. I didn't even, they, he touched on a lot of like, the story isn't about, like he said how all the other stories, all the other princesses are about the princess. This story was about a princess and a prince. And I think that's important because Disney princesses are something that's a feature of Disney. You know, when you think of Disney princesses, that's like the lineup. That's the starting five. You know what I mean? And it Except is Except Jasmine. I feel like that movie was about Aladdin. Jasmine was Aladdin. Okay, that's fair. See, you got me there. You got me there. But it's still <laughs> POC, though. It's still POC mm-hmm. where in both the movies, it's, it's about the dude. And even in Aladdin... That's funny because Jasmine, yeah, right. Even in the and even though they stay human, they did not do a good job of representing. They didn't do a good job of representing. And what's even more important is you would think in, if I'm not, I don't want to talk incorrectly, but in, in the Indian culture, you know, getting married as a woman is really important. They, they they brought that up, but they're not even Indian. They're not Indian. No. Oh, snap. I did not know that. I did not know that. I thought that's what. Wait, where are they from? Yeah, it's not necessarily established where exactly the film is based, but it's a Middle Eastern movie. It's not an Indian movie. Oh, that's my bad. My apologies. Um, still. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that goes to show. I was about to say I'm a victim of stereotypes. Stereotypes like that, that. That just happened to me. Like I didn't. I have no idea. I had no idea like just now. But my point, what I'm the point that I'm making is you would think that the Disney princess kind of would have been highlighted outside of Aladdin, but it's not. And it's the same thing for Princess and the Frog. And even in the title, like he said in the video, the frog is what's the big and everything. The princess is is just all gold. The princess and is all gold. And then the frog is big green and animated and i think that's kind of that's kind of messed up you know what i mean i think they gave us the bare minimum for sure like after watching that video and just kind of sitting on it you know and it was it, it's just crazy too because funny story i watched for, for the first time i watched uh princess and the frog recently again i think it was like 2020 um and i remember watching it right in the beginning I think all the black people were in the back on the train or on the bus or wherever she was on. And then they were being extremely racist. The sellers to the, to the building, they were like, you know, for somebody in your background, maybe you should try for something a little less ambitious or whatever they said. And I remember thinking, yo, do they know that this is racist? And then I was just like, okay, but should they, should they shy away from it? Because that's something that's a reality. Yeah, I think that was them. I think that was them trying to bring to light the way that, you know, things were back then. It was just crazy. Cause like, I don't know. Seeing her get on that, like seeing her ride that trolley to her town and how Mm -hmm. like the town started as like this nice metropolitan area and then turned into like the slums. I was like, dang, like, yeah, that was hard to watch. But I guess it was the reality of life back then. But yeah, this movie's crazy. And I think, you know, Disney definitely does not necessarily get a pass for what they've done um, with their POC, especially black characters. 
um yeah it sucks but it was it's cool to talk about just because i don't know that everybody thinks about these things when you know we're watching the movies because you can get caught up in the magic um so some honorable mentions in terms of um cultural appropriation and racism would include peter pan's examples of uh native american stereotypes um, Lady and the Tramp and Aristocats, which Aristocats is a throwback. So if you know that movie, you definitely are a Disney fan. Um, both show crude Asian stereotypes with the cats, the Siamese cats. They all have Asian accents. They're like working with chopsticks. It's a mess. Um, and then Dumbo, there's um, a scene in there with a group of crows who some people feel might have been depictions of black people because of their quote unquote jive talk. And one of the characters' names is actually Jim Crow. And he's voiced by a white man. So, Disney, we had questions. And quite frankly, I don't know if we're going to get answers. But before we wrap, we'd have to talk a little bit about these villains. Um, And the main issue that came to light when I was doing my research was this idea of queer coding. And how the male villains who were queer coded, because not all of them were, but the male villains who were queer coded had very like effeminate or flamboyant mannerisms um, or talked with like a lisp of some kind. And the female villain, there might have been more than one, but the first one that comes to mind is Ursula. She was very masculine. And you could even say that like the makeup, if you will, that she's wearing as a character is kind of reminiscent of a drag queen instead of a woman like you think about the villain from tangled which is like her mama she wasn't bad looking she was young she looked young because she was taking the youth from rapunzel's hair but ursula who is very much so queer coded looks like a drag queen i don't know that's interesting um but some of these examples include scar jafar hades um the candy king from wreck it ralph and i just spoke on ursula so i thought that was interesting I don't yeah, know if you guys have any thoughts on that. That's more so of a fact, a matter of fact, rather than like a point of discussion. I didn't realize until you okay, said yeah, it. I think yeah. I had known like subconsciously. Um, you know, I. It, it's funny. It's funny. Disney did a great job of that, of queer coding, because I was just about to say, I remember when I would watch these movies, I imagined what a villain would be. Like if I were to create a story, I would imagine my villain be very, you know, literally, you know, more, uh, I don't even know the word, whatever gender that that villain would be, I imagine them being either feminine or being masculine, you know, depending on the gender. And it's crazy because until we were talking about it, I didn't realize that that was something that was basically instilled in me at a young age villains when I think of villains I genuinely do think of if I think of a male villain I think of you know eyeliner I think of you know the nails I think of Hades when he kind of just you know he how he acts and his mannerisms I have but I never Scar Scar was like too school too cool for school very sly very just like prim and proper give it a break Jafar Jafar because he was like reminiscent of a snake it was like that that 
like slickness and yes. like just vibe about him that was and very I, just flamboyant. I never, when I said like, I would have never Ursula thought... was doing drag. Like <laughs> Ursula was a drag queen. It's funny because the character isn't necessarily masculine. It's the low voice, it's the and energy, yes, the richness yes. of um her singing voice. It wasn't that cutesy, very like frilly Disney voice that we're used to from our princesses. Exactly. It, she was very much so the voice of a villain and it served well. But again, it just you look at it and you're like, hmm. I just but there are some never things there. Until you yeah. brought it up, I would have when I say I would have probably gone years without realizing that that is an association that has been instilled from watching those movies and other mm -hmm. movies. I don't even think it's just Disney. All movies, really. It's pretty crazy. That's really yep. insane to me. Yep. So we can kind of transition then into these like next couple round like questions that I have. So we know that Snow White ends up giving up her. I mean, sorry, Snow White. Ariel ends up giving up her legs and her voice for the opportunity to um, go up onto the boat and be with this guy because she wants legs and Ursula is capable of giving them to her, but she's like, you got to pay. And I know that voice is everything and I kind of want it. Um, so yeah, give up everything. So she does. And like, she falls in love with the man, but it's like, was Ursula so bad? For like making her realize like how valuable and her her voice and her her tail was and just like you know giving up all of that for a man who she saw like once during a boat crash. Does she ever get her voice explosion. back? She does. She gets her voice back. Okay. Mm -hmm. It ends up working out for the better. She doesn't get her tail back, but that's because she doesn't want it. She leaves her family in the ocean completely. Her ability to like breathe underwater swim is completely gone she lets go of all of that so that she can be with her prince so the only thing she does is get her freaking voice back she gets her freaking voice back and she marries this man of her dreams who again she fell in love with off of one glimpse and yep boo tomatoes tomatoes <laughs> i was never a fan of that movie though straight up that might be another hot take i feel like ariel was overrated yep okay next question well okay do you guys feel like she was a bad guy? You didn't answer it. I mean, I guess when you look at what happened in the end, no, but she ain't know that she was making her, like, realize. No. Yeah. She is, bro. Because she was she was just after the voice. She wasn't She's a villain. Like, it just ended up turning out good. Okay, so this is a Because if somebody robbed like, me, and, like, them robbing me made me realize that, like, I didn't need what they robbed me from. It's like they still have bad intentions. They still robbed yeah. me. Like oh, <laughs> she here, didn't, I found out. She didn't. She didn't. That. Uh, uh uh. I vibe no. with that. No, because Ursula didn't rob nobody. Ursula made a deal. She well, said, yeah, she tricked her. About she say, wanted her voice first. It was predatory. It was predatory. Right, I, I was gonna say it was predatory. I, but Ursula isn't as bad as everybody makes her out to be. But Ursula was Ur mad because she was like, "You don't understand like what you've got." I don't know. Ursula wasn't a because it's guy. not like because I don't I don't remember. I maybe she did though because I didn't watch. I watched it like not that long ago, and I'm pretty sure she came into the cave like Ursula. I just feel some type of way. Like I really like this guy. I'm sick of it down here. Like it's boring. 
and all my dad wants me to do is sing. I'm trying to get up to where he's at. I want to see what other people experience. I want to have this human experience, but I don't know how I can make that happen. She's like, oh, baby girl, I can do that for you. Yeah, but there's for a price. price. I'll take it back. She's not a villain. That's not no villain. She made an offer. She she appealed to that woman's emotions. Okay. She, that's how she kind of forgot that she got something out of that deal. So yeah. No. Nah, oh yeah, yeah definitely. Not she a just couldn't she just couldn't talk when she got up there and she realized this is gonna be hard to make him fall in love with me without a voice. Yep. Anyway. Um so the next question is Captain Hook really the bad guy? Now this was an interesting TikTok. I think Trace, you said you saw it too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where they called into question was Captain Hook trying to stop Peter Pan from kidnapping kids in the middle of the night really the worst thing in the world. But my thing is, like, I don't think he was necessarily trying to stop Peter Pan. He was really trying to kill him. And the reason he was trying to kill him, I don't know that I would be mad at either. Because even though we can, like, talk about, like, pirates and, like, how stealing is bad or whatever, he fully fed Captain Hook's hand to an alligator. Like, every time Captain Hook looks at his hook, he's reminded that this child or whatever peter pan is dangled his hand over an alligator's mouth and fed it to him and ever since has vowed to kill him. i mean that's just straight up like he's just mad he's trying to he's trying to get even he's spinning the block bro like you know all that mean? is the kid so i feel like he bad. is still a like, villain but if he were to catch is peter he though pan, he's getting his because i'm get saying back. if he were to catch peter pan and stop him from getting the kids in the nighttime i don't know that that would be the worst thing i'm saying like even the reason why he want to kill peter Pan. because like, do y'all remember why peter pan was taking the kids no, no. to take them to neverland? so that they could be taken to neverland and remain children forever oh that's crazy no no nah. nah. no that's crazy peter pan is the problem <laughs> what the heck Man, yeah. that's subliminal for something that I'm not going for, bro. So yeah, no, Peter Pan is the problem. Okay, next they one. always try to vilify the wrong people in all these movies because Ursula ain't is. no villain, Captain Hook ain't no villain. The next one is, and this absolutely comes with a spoiler, but I know we've all seen it, so we can talk about it. We find out in Eternals that these big, ominous things, these beings were planning this emergence of a titan in the united in the in i was about to say in the united states see geo this 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 that eurocentric stuff um in the planet of earth that was going to emerge and destroy the planet and when thanos snapped that finger in that glove he slowed it down for an additional five years because if he hadn't then that emergence i believe they said would have happened that next year or something like that remind me they said he did it for that reason. And no, they ne- they never explicitly state from what I remember that that's why Thanos did it. But they just said him people, doing it because naturally everybody after. called into question if these Eternals are so great, why didn't they interfere? So Disney answered the question. Marvel answered the question and said when Thanos did that, he slowed down the emergence. So we didn't have to figure out a way to stop it. Hmm. And then they I don't know. The Eternals only stop an emergence. So that's really all they do anyway yeah they stopped it just five years after it was already scheduled to happen and so they have bigger issues with the people in charge now and we're going to see what happens i guess in a sequel of some kind but thanos was talking about this balance and he was talking about you know 
overpopulation of the universe and all this stuff. He snaps his finger, does the deed. The thing is, though, like, Earth in the emergence, I believe, was, like, the only planet that was getting destroyed. Thanos took okay. out half of the universe. The universe. So he he He's is a, a little crazy. He's a villain. He's a nut. Now, He's a nut. He's still his, the bad guy. His reason, the difference was, too, the Eternals was talking about how all people do is kill each other. You know, violence. All they do is re- is is revolve. No, is um, you know, end up back in wars and violence. You know, killing each other. Um, bad things happen when humans live for too long. Anyway, that that was the Eternals' point. Thanos highlighted, we don't deserve this. You know, um, what else did he say? His crazy self. Um, he just don't worry. This is this is grace. This is grace. No, he, like, was, he, like, he was very uh, he was a psychological case for he was sure. a nut. Nah, Thanos, he was kind of like, like he's not doing what the like what the Eternals do, but he was kind of in that same spot, kind of like he like, yo, this universe is too messed up. Now he was playing God, which makes him like OD, but like you like we talk about it all the time. You look around, it's like, yo, if somebody snapped the finger and half everybody was up out of here. It, it would be crazy, but you know like, I mean? I mean, the way and things are looking, we don't really know how if that could be a good or a bad thing. Like, that's just the only option we got. So he like, yo, I'm gonna see this. I and also think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It was like the last option, but the fact that he made the choice makes him the villain. But like, I could see why he was trying to do what he was trying to do. Yeah, he right. would make him a villain, but. I kind of understand. Period. I also think it's important to note too that, you know, with the new change of you know technically what Thanos says was good, and then bringing everybody was back back was bad. Iron Man shouldn't be looked at as a bad guy. Hulk should be. People often forget that Hulk brought everybody back. Iron Man just got rid of Thanos. So there's that. Well, but I mean, Hulk just did what everybody wanted him to do. He wasn't like, oh, I need to be the guy to do it. No, yeah, I know. I'm just saying he was just the strongest one capable. I've seen it on TikToks and stuff and comments. They'd be like, Iron Man brought back because like, you know, the theories of like Iron Man brought everybody back and now the emergence, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Iron Man didn't bring everybody back, babe. Hulk did. And 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 that person needs to stop capping because when you were watching the movie back then, you were not upset that everybody was back, especially when every exactly. superhero that could have come and, def- and exactly. destroyed Thanos everybody came and tore happy. his ass up. <laughs> we was hype, uh, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, all these people. They tap, they tap that ass. You hear me? And I was glad to see it because I'm I'm still stuck. If it, if if I had it my way, I'm glad everybody's back. Shoot, I'm glad. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was Thanos. The next question is, it's we. The thing about it is, like, in the original film of Sleeping Beauty, like Maleficent is very clearly the villain. In Hades, I mean, in Hercules, Hades is trying to take Hercules out, so that's like a bad thing. But both of them are doing what they're doing, not because of any necessary, like, not because of like some deep-rooted just evil they want to do no good hades 
got put down there to be the overseer of the underworld, which I don't necessarily think he had an issue with. It was the fact that he never got invited back up. Like he, his main complaint in Hercules was like, these people leave me out of everything. And so his villain story begins. He vows to go and take over the whole thing because he's pissed that he's been left out all of this time. Maleficent didn't get invited to this dinner where or this baby shower, whatever it was. And she was pissed. She was like, I'm here, too. And I get it. I'm green and I have horns. And y'all are like trying to figure out what I am, who I am, and the magic that I possess. But I promise you that gift might have actually been some diapers if you had just invited me in the first place. So I brought you that needle thing, tapped her finger and look at her, sleep, can't even wake up without somebody kissing her. (laughs) So, you know, it's really not even a question of whether or not they're the bad guy. I just feel like I had to put that out there like. Both of them people did what they did because they was left out. And they do that in a lot of movies now that I think about it. When you get like because guess who's next? Stories, oh. I bet you you could guess it based on that. I mean, Scar. the idea of being left out. No. Scar. No. Uh, Scar straight up just wanted to be the king. Um. I mean, you could guess it, but clearly it's not on the tip of your tongue like I was yeah, hoping it would be. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely syndrome. Syndrome? Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, 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 oh. I wouldn't even consider him a villain. Villain. He's just kind of like a vandalizer. He's just like, a he sad... somebody spinning the block too, bro. He was, spinning he was the block very the upset bro. because he wanted... Because he... here's my issue with Syndrome, though, and reason why, like, he'll still be a villain to me is you just did things that, like, fully jeopardized your safety. Um, We're talking about, like, full-on bombs that this guy has now detonated it's connected to your cape you think that this is fun and games and that like you've helped mr incredible escape little do you know that like you're about to die because you just decided to like tag along one night and be his his sidekick but then you got so upset that like he cussed you out in that moment that stressful moment where like you could have died and became this superhero who's secretly a villain (laughs) he just went through a lot to like do this whole and i think that's what makes the movie so good honestly is it's like almost comical that this character went through all of this to be the quote-unquote best hero ever and then like in turn be the villain because of that and then create and then create that what's the name that thing that he couldn't even control at the end of the movie because it had it it had artificial intelligence that's how you know crazy too that's how you know scary this is this is what i've been no because that's a different thing just heroes are villains and villains are heroes good is bad bad is good there's he said if everyone is special nobody no one is yeah he said i'm gonna give everybody the ability to fly i'm gonna give everybody the ability to zap and protect themselves and that's true and That's now true. we don't have to worry about superheroes because y'all made me feel so insignificant as a child because I didn't have what you had and I wanted it so badly. Now I'm giving it to everybody. That was his villain plot, was to defeat his own robot, sell his stuff, become a rich person, and make superheroes irrelevant. 
he wasn't trying to kill the Incredibles. If they died in the crossfire of him trying to get his plan off, well, that's a different that's a different conversation. But he was more so concerned with making sure that they were be, they became irrelevant. Which yep. it's funny because what did Sister Number Two try to do? I was about to say that was the make same them out to be the bad guy. She was scary. She scared me. That movie. That movie was scary. That was, was a horror film. Parts. Yeah. That was a um, horror film watching that in the theater. Yeah. I was so anxious. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, this was so much fun to explore. I mean, I had a blast because I got to dig into all this stuff. And I hope that y'all enjoyed talking about it. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that we need to convey before we wrap? I don't believe there is. So um, don't forget to send your hot takes in using the link in our link tree, which you can find on our Instagram, Facebook, and I believe it's on our Twitter as well, at the Hot Podcast 3. And we will check you guys next week. Thank you.